Well, God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Glory to God. We got another treat for you. We got another Dr. Davis special. That's what I'm calling it. A word of the Lord. A rhema word. A right now word. Even though the word may have been spoken years ago. It's still for here and right now. You don't believe that, do you? Did you know the Bible was written thousands and thousands of years ago? But yet it still can fix your marriage today? Oh, I'm, I ain't even going to go there. I'm going to let the, the woman of God go forth. Be blessed. I'm going to be giving you um, the number to the Bible study after we are done. But God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Be blessed. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. Do it. Do it and get your glory. Bless our children. And bless our children's children. Yes. Bless the fruit of our womb. Ha! In the name of Jesus and the fruit of our lips. Thank you right now, Father. Give us wisdom to speak words, speak life. In the name of Jesus, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Your word promised that we would prosper if we love thee. And we love your people. And we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is a good God. Yes, he is. He's a good God. And we just thank him for what he's doing. We praise him. And we bless him. And we thank him because he's a God of another chance. And another chance. Not a second chance, but another chance. Amen. Amen. We're praying for our children. We're praying for our grandchildren. God knows what they stand in need of. Amen. God is a healer of addiction. He's a healer, praise God, of affliction. He's a healer of diseases. He's a healer of the mind. There are people that have problems with their mind. The ability, ability to think has been altered by drugs and by pain and by sickness. And we need to pray for them. Amen. Amen. We bless God because God is faithful. Even when we are not, God is faithful. Even when we're not loving, God is loving. He's a patient God. He's a righteous God. He's an on-time God. He's a merciful God. Somebody ought to be praising Him. He's a forgiving God. He's a loving God. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to share with you out of the the word I promised you to teach you on body, soul, and spirit. I don't even feel adequate, but I'll share with you some of the thoughts that'll help you. So you can help me if you are a good listener. And not only that, get your pad and pen ready so you can write because we're living in some perilous times and there are those who may not come and hear what you hear uh, but they'll pull on you and they'll want to get you to pray for them and that's good, that's good that's what we, we want to do because one thing that we have been likened to one is salt and salt praise God make you thirsty and there are those that are thirsty for what you got. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, you're the salt of the earth. Amen. Amen. And we got to understand our position in Christ. I'm not talking about position in a place 
I'm talking about your position in Christ. Because he's the one that is uh, looking at what we're doing. He's walking the aisles of the church. He's watching our lives. And one day we got to stand before him. And we've got to give an account of what we have done with our bodies. Praise God with our resource. That means your money. God's going to, one day you got to give an account of whatever God has given us. Even the children. Everything we have has been loaned to us. And we ought to be investing in that and taking it serious what God has done. I often ask the question, if we're going to heaven, who will be taking with us? Amen. Amen. you got friends back here. And are they compromising in their lives? If they are, we ought to be telling them so we can spend eternity together. <laughs> Amen. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. You got to prepare to go there. Amen. Amen. So that's what we want you to get in your mind. I'm going to share something with you out of the word of the Lord. But before that, I want to show Beatrice something. This is in the book of Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Because when we came in, she had a request about a brother that is scheduled to go in for surgery. And did you say they were going to be pulling pulling out what you said they were going to be doing? He had cancer. He went through the stem cell and stuff. Now they got to go through the bone, see if the cancer came back. Okay, the bone or going into what part of it? Bone marrow? Okay, let me show you something about the bone marrow. Because that's inside. Amen. So go with me to Hebrews chapter 4. Once you get it, say amen. I know you're there. Hebrews chapter 4. Let me show you something about God's word. Amen. God's word will heal you. God's word will help you. God's word, praise God, give you hope. Amen. And uh, we're going to see what it says here about the word of God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4. Mm -hmm. If you got it, just turn there for a minute. Once you get it, say amen. I know you got it. Okay. Uh, we oftentimes just go to one passage of scripture and skip over a whole lot of good stuff that God got in his word. And sometimes when we give you a passage, you may go back and look at that and you'll see, you know, something that you weren't even looking for. <laughs> and you'll say, wow, this is good. You ever done that before? Yeah, read something that you had been assigned and then you read something that was below it, something above it. And you found out how good it was. Well, I just want to show you something here. I've gone over this once before. But in this fourth chapter of Hebrews, one word that sticks out or stand out more than any is the word R-E-S-T. Put that down someplace. Put that down. R-E-S-T. <laughs> so let me show you something. Amen. That you might know, something that you, you might have forgotten. And one thing about a good teacher, one that loves the Lord, they will put you in remembrance. Uh-huh. They'll put you in remembrance. So... I want you to be put in remembrance about something. And you know before you get to Hebrews chapter 4, there's a Hebrews chapter what? Three. Three. 
<laughs> before you get to three, there's a what? Two, talk to me. <laughs> and before you get to two, you got a what? You got a one. Amen. But just for the sake of the class, we're going to go and share something with you out of Hebrews chapter four and part of chapter three. Okay. And I'm going to take time and read both of these two passages, three and four. So you can see something you might not have seen before. Hebrews three and four. You got it? Okay. When you see the word Hebrews, the word Hebrew has to do with a nation and it also a language. Okay. Hebrews is a nation, but it's also a language. Hebrew is another name for the Jews. The Jewish people. They were called the Hebrews. If you go back and read your Bible, the history of God's people, back in the Old Testament when they were uh, in exile or when they were in captivity or when they were slaves, they were referred to as Hebrews. Pharaoh didn't refer to them and the people in that culture didn't refer to them as Israelites. The name Israel did not come about until Jacob was wrestling with an angel of the Lord. And as he wrestled with that angel of the Lord, and it was getting close to daybreak, and he said that I'm not going to turn you loose till you bless me. And hallelujah. And the angel of the Lord hit him in his thigh and he became a limping Jacob. And that's when he said, your name would no longer be called Jacob. So you need to know this history. If your name will be called Israel. Jacob meant supplanter, deceiver, trickster. He was a trickster. He was a deceiver. So if you don't know this, you can write it down someplace. I don't have a problem with you writing while I'm sharing with you because I know some of this you don't know. This book is a book, praise God, that's alive. It's a live document because God is alive. And uh, we have just taken our Bible and we've not gone in to find out the truth that's in God's word. And in God's word, praise God, is more than getting a mic and changing gear, going up and down. And God's word is for us to get an understanding concerning him, Man, doctrine, angel, Satan. You got to aim against your soul. And when you 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 come up against Satan and all his attack, you can't find no microphone and start changing gear. And uh, I tell you, try that on Satan. You need to know, praise God, what is written. Isn't that right? Because the enemy he knows. Something, but he doesn't know all things. The only one who knows all things is God. Amen. And God has given us authority. We got authority. Amen. And we've got to know that. And I want to share something with you. It's going to take a few weeks to get that because I don't even feel adequate. I don't even feel prepared uh, when I share with you. I want, to, I want you to understand who you are as a body, as a soul, as a spirit. I'm going to share something with you. And it's going to be a, a it's a fascinating study, but it's going to be an enlightened study. You're going to find yourself saying, thank you, Jesus. I didn't know that. And it'll help us understand us because your mirror only shows you some of just who you are on the outside. 
Your mirror doesn't reveal who you are on the inside. When someone falls in love with, with a person, you got to understand when they say they love you. Are they loving me because of my exterior, my external? The way you shape, what you got on, the way you smell. Because you can dress this old man up. You can dress him up and make him look good. Amen. They got all kind of stuff uh, for your hair, for your face, for your teeth. They got stuff, praise God, that you can put on a carpet, pull the string, and make your waist small and hips. I mean, they got stuff. False this and false that. And pull on, pull off, tuck in, pull. Listen. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? And you, it, it's more to you than that. It's more to you than that. Amen. Amen. People can change the color of their eyes. They've gotten so, praise God, you can see them on Monday, they got gray eyes. On Tuesday, they got green eyes and all that kind of stuff. So if I'm stepping on your toes, just pull your feet out of the seat. Because I'm coming down your road. And then they have made all types of cosmetics. Amen. You can put a mold where you never had a mold. <laughs> Praise God. You, you have the type of cosmetic that can fix your teeth. Amen. You got all types of cosmetic that can change your hairstyle, the color of your hair. It is, I mean, it is phenomenal what we can do with the external man. How we can dress him up. Smell good. You got a lot of of uh, uh, actors and movie stars and singers who have fragrance named after them. Yes, some of them gone on into eternity and yet we're still wearing uh, Liz Claiborne. We got glasses that's named for people, houses named for people, shoes. I understand they had a, a whole street full of people that was waiting in line before the store opened for hours to buy some Michael Jordan shoes that then cost less than a hundred and some dollars. Just some shoes, tennis shoes. People will fight you uh, and, 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 and do you bodily harm if you get in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. So these Hebrews, so the real you, it's what I don't see. We're going to talk about that. We'll start opening up your understanding about that. But when you see the word Hebrew, it has to do with a nation. It has to do with what else? Language. language. The Hebrew language. So sometime I may say, and the Hebrew word for that. And then you got the Greek word because you got the Bible written in three languages. Three languages. Primarily, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. What you have in your hand is a translation. And some of you just may have... Um, what you call this technology. So you may have it on a cell phone, that kind of thing. I, I like my Bible. I can turn and write my notes and draw lines and that kind of thing. But um, you have a, a translation and so you may not have, and, and maybe you do, uh, the Greek translation. Do you know Greek? Do you know Hebrew? Because the New Testament was written primarily in, in Greek. And some Aramaic is in there. Aramaic. Jesus spoke those languages. And then you have, uh, like I said, the Hebrew. So, when Jacob wrestled with the angel and his name was called Israel, he said, no longer will your name be called Jacob. Your name is now going to be called Israel. Does anyone know what that means? 
Well, that's an assignment. Well, I ask you that. Put it to the side. So what you got? Put a sheet home assignment. I may tell you before I go, cause sometime I had a, I had uh, a habit of giving assignment and giving the answer before I leave. Cause I, I got some questions I'm gonna ask you about tonight's lesson. So, if you come to Bible study, you may as well come on. Let's study. Isn't that right? Amen. Cause it may be something that you didn't know that'll help you. But we have. Um, Israel. And so Jacob's name was changed to Israel. So find out what Israel means. Think you can do that? All right, Stacey, you got a home assignment. Write that down. Get your get it from somebody. They'll give it to you. What the assignment is, okay? So here we are with the book of Hebrew. It's the only book in the Bible that was written to a nation. The book of Hebrews. All your other books in the Bible is either written to a church or written to uh, a young pastor. Um, but this is the only one that was written to a nation. This book was written to the, the Hebrew nation. Okay. Now let me just show you something that's in this fourth, the third chapter in the fourth chapter. Ready for it? Okay. He starts off as chapter 3. Then we'll come to chapter 4 and show you something. He said, Wherefore, holy brethren, watch this. Now you got to get this. Partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. Who is it? Jesus was a high priest of our profession. He talked to the holy brethren, and we, we got to recognize that we are partakers of what kind of calling? Heavenly calling, but there are two more calling that the Word of God talks about. Heavenly calling, holy calling, and high calling. Very good. See how it's coming back now? Okay, let's go on, verse 2. Who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. But this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Talking about who now? Jesus. And as much as he who has built the house has more honor than the what? Who are we talking about? Jesus. Come on, talk to me because this is what you got. You have metaphors. You have similes. You have language that's representative. So here we're using the word house for the word man. Okay? So see if you get an understanding now. For this man, verse 3, this man meaning Christ. This man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses in as much as he who built the house. Who is it build the house? Jesus. Jesus. Christ built the house. Watch this. He has more honor than the house. Who is the house? Moses. No. No, Jesus not the house, build the house. Here, we're talking about who? Moses. See, I think you got to remember, we're talking about Moses. Get the frowns off your face. That's what I'm trying to help you. You're talking about Moses. Go back up here again. Watch this again. Let's look at it again. I, I knew we should have gone here. I'm glad we did. Who was faithful to him that appointed him as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. You got it? Inasmuch as he who has built the house. Who is that build the house? Christ Jesus build the house so he's more worthy than who 
The house. And the house is represented by who? Moses. You got it now? <laughs> Praise God. You got it, Keisha? Who's the building? Christ Jesus. What did he build? The house. Here, Christ is represented by the builder, and the house is represented by whom? Moses. Let me stop and tell you this. This will help you understand your Bible. Types and shadows and figures, sometimes we have in the Word of God, and when you read it, may that make sense, unless you understand that they are symbolic. They are types. It will help you understand it then. It will open the scripture up to you. Hallelujah. So let's go on to the next verse. Now we're in verse 4. But every house is built by whom? Some man. But he that built all things is who? God. Which means God, praise God, was not built by someone. He is the building. Since Christ Jesus is the builder, Jesus is whom? He's God. He's the God man. Jesus is God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Now I'm teaching this that you got you're gonna you're gonna help me go on and show you something else. We try to get through Hebrew chapter three and four. Let's go on. Can we go on now? And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. We're in Hebrew chapter three, we're now around verse six. But Christ as a son over his own house. Look at this. As over his own house. His house meaning his body. Whose house are we? We are whose body? Christ's body. Is it making sense now? We are Christ's body. Now it's going to get real, real good here. And it's going to come down to your, your being. Uh, an individual that's going to have to set yourself because you a house built for God. You're not your own house. Amen. You were built by God. Lord Hembers. So let's stay with it. Got it now? Okay, let's go to Hebrews chapter 3. Now we're around verse 6 again. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Wherefore, as the what? As the, say it again, Holy Ghost said, by the way, don't refer, if you're coming to this class, I want to help you. The Holy Ghost is not in it. He is part of the Godhead. He's part of the triune God. So when you refer to him, you don't refer to it. You refer to him as he. Let me just show you this so you have a scripture reference. Look in St. John chapter 16. Let's go there. I may go back to 14, but let's go to 16. St. John. St. John 16. 14 is good, 15 is good, but we're going to camp at 16 for just a few minutes, okay? Okay. Everybody got it? You got it? Say amen. amen. Verse 13. This is Christ talking. How be it? 
when help me when who when he who is he talking about the Holy Spirit of what true <laughs> look at your book you don't have to you don't have to be wrong you can be right if you look at the book so listen at this the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of what truth who else is called truth Christ Jesus look at 14 14 St. John 14, look at verse 6 right quick. I mean, we'll come right back. What did Jesus say unto him? 14, 6. I am the way, what else? The truth and what else? And life. And no man coming unto the Father but by whom? By me. I just want you to see that the Spirit is referred to as truth and also who else? Christ Jesus and God. But anyway, take my word for it. Now we are going back to 1613. Okay? Talk to me now. Even if you've been in class, you know this, you, you, you need a refresher. I need a refresher. And when he speak through me, he's speaking to me. Hallelujah. So let's go back. So how be it, Christ said, when, the, when he, not it, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, what will happen? He, wait a minute, he will what? He will guide you into some truth. For what? He, my, my point is this, he, he, not it, he shall what? Not speak of himself. Let me stop and tell you this, look at this. He won't talk of himself. We do more talk about him than he does. That's what he's saying. He never speak of himself. The Holy Spirit is going to point you to Christ. Keep going. Let's go back. He will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And what else? He will show you things to come. Let's go to verse 14. He, watch this, not it. He shall do what? Who is me? Jesus. The Holy Ghost going to glorify Jesus. And he said that, for he shall what? Receive of mine and shall do what? Show it unto you. Go to verse 15. All things that the Father has are mine. And therefore said I that he shall do what? Take up mine and do whatever. So he's going to show it unto you. Who is it he here? Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Don't let me go on if anybody confused. Got it now? Your hand up. Got it? Holy Spirit. Back to Hebrews chapter 3. <coughs> Get that side by help. Okay. So let's go to verse 7 again. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said, so the Holy Ghost can speak. Today, if you hear his voice, do what? Hard not your heart, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness. Who took them through the wilderness? Moses took them through the wilderness. But who was leading them? God was leading them. How did he lead them? Cloud 
by day, but a pillar of fire by what? Night. God was leading him. Moses was his leader. But God was directing them and showing them where to go. Now this is just the background. This just telling you, because remember, this is the only book, if you just come in, we're in the book of Hebrew, the only book that was written to a nation, the Hebrew nation. And that's the name that was given to your Jewish people. The children of Israel was given that name when God changed Jacob's name to Israel. That's why you have Israel, because it was Jacob. So when you read your Bible, sometimes you may be reading the book of Psalms. I can't pull one right off the top of my head. But while you're reading through the word of God, and you'll see a reference to Jacob, and then you see a reference to Israel. You're talking about the same person. His name was changed from Jacob to Israel. After wrath with the angel of the Lord. Amen. It's Genesis somewhere. I want to say chapter 20. Somewhere in there. I don't want to say 25. But anyway. You can read that. So let's go on. So you can see this. He said don't harden your heart. And then verse 9. When our father did what? Tempted me. Proved me. And saw my works for how long? He said don't harden your heart. Don't provoke me. Don't tempt me. Wherefore, <clears throat> verse 10, he said, when they tempt me, this is what ended up happening. I was grieved with that generation. And I said, they do always err where? In their heart. Point to your heart. That's good. They always err in their thinking. And that's going to bring us back to our, to our subject of body, soul, and spirit. In their mind. That's how you err. In your mind. Alright? Because it first becomes a thought before it becomes an action. Let's go back. Watch this. Alright, everybody ready now? Okay, let's go to let's go to the next verse. The next verse is verse 10. He said, Wherefore was I agreed with that generation? And I said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my what? They have not known my way. Okay? We got that. So let's go to the next verse. And that is now verse 11. So I swear in my rep. Who's talking? God's talking. They shall not enter into my what? So they won't enter into my rest. Why weren't they going to enter into God's rest? Because of unbelief. And you got to keep this. Because guess who hadn't changed? God hadn't changed. This is not a fairy tale. This is God's book. And he's still the God man. And if you want to see the blessed, if you want to see, praise God, and you want to be prosperous, and I'm not talking about prosper with money, <clears throat> that come. <clears throat> but to be prosper is a Hebrew word that means nothing missing. That's how you prosper in every area of your life. It's wholeness. It's soundness. 
Because you can have money and don't have a good mind. And somebody else will be custodian over your money. So listen, it means to be whole. It means to be sound. That's how you prosper. And you have prosperity and good life when you obey God and meditate on His Word. Now I'm telling you, a lot of people, they try to go in that way. But this is the way. This is the way. In fact, that's what it was known. I got that's what it was known. When you read the book of Acts, and you'll see it was referred to as the way. That's what it meant by they were associated with Christ. And it was the way. I see a hand over there. Okay. Yes, pressure. I see a hand. Patricia. Pardon me? No. 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 I'm good. Thank you. I'm sorry. I told them that's that's your home assignment. I'm not going to ask for it right now. Because I, 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 right, don't, let's hold on to it because I don't want to be distracted. I got a thought. I want to perfect that thought. Hold on to it. I may ask it again before I leave, but that's good. All right, let's go back. What verse am I on now? Get me out with that. Well, I just did eleven. He said they were going to swear. So he said, now, he said, take heed, brother, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of what? Unbelief. Unbelief. In departing from whom? That's what caused you to depart from God. Unbelief. Please hear me. Because remember, I'm getting to it. You are a body, soul, and a spirit. It's going to be a good study. Let's go to the next verse. We're down verse 13 now. But I want you to exalt one another how? Daily. Daily. Why it is called today. Now the word exalt here, E-X-H-O-R-T, is not the word exalt. Because E-X-A-L-T, that means to lift up. It's like puffed up. Could be how you put yourself up. And if you put yourself up, he's going to put you down. You may accomplish something. You may go and, and praise God and you may be successful in something and the world will give you some accolades and, and you'll go and you have crowds coming and, and wooing and war. But listen, it <laughs> doesn't mean a thing. God got a lot of patience. And you can't wear it out. <laughs> praise God. But this is what you got to remember. E-X-H-O-R-T, this word exhort means to encourage it's one of the gifts of the Spirit. It's called the gift of exhortation. The gift of exhortation. It's be able to encourage someone. Barnabas was uh, the companion with Apostle Paul before they split in Acts 15. And he was called the son of encouragement. Uh, the son of exhortation. He was able to exhort others. Everybody got it? Okay. Now let's go to verse... 13 again, 13b. And that's another thing I want to tell you because I'm teaching you this, this script that's helping you here. Most of your scripture have an A and a B part. So we've just looked at the A part. Now let's go to the part B. We're going to read A again to make the connection. So verse uh, 13 again. But exhort one another how? Daily. Daily. While it is called today. Let's interview 
be heightened through the deceitfulness of what? Sin. Of sin. There's two times he told us about your heart being hard. Up here in verse 8, he said, harden not your heart. Down here, he said, exalt one another so you will not be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Sin will trick you. And I don't want to get away from the thought I got here. But I'll tell you this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to share with you the marriage of sin. And what happened, who sin is married to, and what happened as a result of marriage. Because there is going to be something that's produced from the intermingling with sin. It's a marriage. <laughs> Praise God. And it produces, it produces when it's conceived. And we'll talk about that. So let's go back now to verse uh, 14. But we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto what? Unto the end. And verse 15 said, while it is said, today if you hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the what? Provocation. In other words, don't provoke God through unbelief. If you want God to do something, you've got to do it through what? Faith. Very good. For without faith, it's impossible to do what? You can't please God without faith. I didn't say without crying. I didn't say without, without singing. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he must, if we, he who come to God, must believe that he what? He is. And that he is a reward of them that do what? That means sincerely seek it. Glory be to God. We're out of time with that one. I know you was enjoying that word. I know you was. I felt you. I felt you in the spirit enjoying the word of God. But we got to cut this one off. Um, get a hold of this Bible study, Dr. Davis, every Monday night at 6.30 p.m. All you got to do is call this number, 971-224-6596 and put in the code 398-803. And be blessed by the woman of God. God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name.